Welcome back to another episode of Bird Bros. I'm Ron Brown, and tonight I'm joined by AD as we do a recap of the Tampa Bay game and also preview Sunday's game against the 49ers. How you doing tonight, AD? Oh, man, I'm here. Uh, you know, probably good that, you know, I didn't jump on anything for, you know, too close to last week's game. So I think I'm over it, ready to move on, and hopefully get a win out in, uh, on the West Coast this week yes sir so as you said I, i'm glad i got you on thursday instead of a tuesday where you know you might have been a little bit angrier but we lost to the buccaneers 23 20 a game that we all felt we were going to win but this game has to be played on the on the field and, and we didn't get the w you said you're at the game you, you saw it live and in person i'm sure it's kind of different from tv to in person but what what happened out there man Man, just, I mean, it, it, it couldn't hold on to the football. And, you know, it um, just not only not holding on to the football, but the, the turnover started turning into scoring opportunities for um, for Tampa Bay. Um, I know it's been a lot of back and forth this week about the defense, so on and so forth. And from my perspective, um, they played well enough to win again, um, but the offense just put them in a lot of bad spots um, this week. So, um you know, you don't want to judge turnovers. You know, you get one with Julio, you know, break into open field, and you had a great um, play by Alexander there to strip him. You know, Matt had one of the interceptions, which I still had figured out who he was throwing to. Person, you know, he threw a gutter ball back there. Then you had a missed exchange between Devontae and, and Ryan. So it was everybody. It was about everybody who could touch a football um, last week turned it over. And, you know, there's turnovers, and there's turnovers that's turned into points, and that's really what hurt us last week. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that gutter ball, as you called it, that was what do we call the snap that uh your boy Stone had? I don't know. I forgot what butt snap. Yeah, butt snap that the AV called it. So now we we got the gutter ball. But man, some turnovers, costly turnovers. Of course, the one that Julio had, where he got stripped, the interception that Matt threw, but Julio uh, ran Quan Alexander down. So it's just certain things like that have been happening the past couple of weeks that you just cannot have. Yeah, well, and that was even the even the one he threw that came back. I mean, he knew they were offsides, so he throws it up, and it doesn't matter. But then the flip side is it gets ran all the way back, and Julio's you know running down there like his you know his life is on the line, and I love him for doing it. But it's like that you know it's just that wasted energy of the whole thing. You, I mean, now he doesn't know any different, but you know he had to come out of the play, you know, come out of the game on the next play because he's gassed from basically running you know a hundred yards back the other way. We kind of talked about it last week. We were saying, you know, this is going to be an easy win. We're going we're gonna to get to Jameis Winston and that type of thing. But we didn't. We didn't really rattle him as much as we thought we could have. He did take a couple sacks. What did you see that made Jameis uh, get the W and kind of stand in and even late and uh, OT get some, some good plays to, to give them that W? I tell you what, man, um, you know, on one hand, I was impressed. He's going to stand back there. He's going to, you know, he knows where that football is supposed to go. Yeah, he hasn't looked confused. And coming into it, I talked a little bit about it. You know, he's been playing better. So, um, you know, this isn't even one of those situations where I feel like we let a rookie steal one from us that he shouldn't have. Um, the guy can play, man. There's no question about that. He, you can tell he's getting comfortable back there. The flip side to that is um, we're still trying to figure out when the pass rush is going to show up. You know, Jameis is not an overly athletic guy. I think he's shifty enough to make moves, but – um, again, you know, it was another week of not really getting the quarterback, 
not only not off the spot, but on the ground. There was a couple times there. Um, there was a key third down. I forget what quarter was in. Um, where they flushed him out to his right, um, didn't get him on the ground. And he winds up, you know, um, converting on third down, I believe. And so on one hand, I got to give him credit for making plays. But on the other hand, we're still at that same theme of where is the pass rush. Something that definitely will need to be addressed. You got to get some proven guys. I know earlier in the season or before the season, Bruce Irvin might have been in the offseason, actually. Bruce Irvin was saying, you know, I want to go to Atlanta and people were making a big deal about him coming back home where he uh, spent some of his high school years playing before he went to uh, West Virginia. But you got to address that. And it's and it's kind of peculiar because we've been doing – well, we know that, that Dan Quinn preaches taking the ball away and also not giving the ball up, you know, just a takeaway game. And we have not been living up to his principles the past few weeks. So that's something that we really – got to address as a team going forward is just holding on to that ball, taking care of the ball. Those miscues have to be, have to be cut back on. So I'm going to kind of do, you told me about Tampa Bay a little bit. Give me uh, three things you learned about this team, good or bad on Sunday. Go and looking at that going forward. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, first off, um, it was good to see Justin Hardy out there. Um, number 16. Uh, I got to you know, I, I was impressed. Um, now I think he had, four targets, two catches uh, for not necessarily a lot of yards, but I was impressed um, with what he did out there. He went up and snatched one football for a conversion. Um, so it, it was good to finally see him get in the rotation. Um, I thought it was a pass interference call on that last drive, but we didn't get that call there. Um, so one, um, definitely positive coming um, with Justin. Two, um, you know, we, we got down to the end of the game and you had Adams, and uh, and a guy who we've ridden into the ground and Jalen Collins out there getting major snaps because um, True and um, Rocky were out of the game. And I think those guys held up. I'm not saying that they, you know, pitched a shutout, but um, those guys look good. And Collins seems to be getting more and more comfortable. And he seems to be getting more and more snaps. So very clearly um, the coaching staff is seeing something um, in there. Uh, from a practice standpoint, that's allowing him to get on the field more. So so that's good to see. So that's my number two. And number three, I mean, Devontae Freeman, man, it it, it hadn't fallen off yet. And I don't think it is, man. That guy, he just, um, you know, he um, he doesn't stop. He's going to keep churning. You got to feed him. And um, so, you know, that not that that's something, a new development, new development necessarily. But, man, that kid, you know, to get a chance to see him in person, um, was big. And I tell you, he was one or two steps away from really breaking two or three runs that should have gotten in the end zone. And he either got tripped up or he just didn't quite get there in time. So um, those are my uh, three things. Uh, Hardy uh, looked good in his debut. I thought the young cornerbacks, especially Collins, considering the situation they got put in, uh, played fairly well. And then, of course, um, Devontae Freeman is just week after week is a proven commodity. Yeah, that's what's up. It's good to see Collins actually on the field, too, because years past, we see guys that we drafted high who we expect to contribute even I mean maybe not early but contribute at all and so Collins being on the field is good to see from a, a 2015 draft pick or rookie which is always good now I want to do something different another thing different this week I wish the other bird brothers were on to to kind of get a piece of this as well but you know we have a, a listener question from email uh Andy Gallagher from the talk about the Falcons uh, message board. He sent us a question. We appreciate the question. Remember, people, you can send your questions to 
uh, birdbrus at gmail.com. But he sent a question. One was about uh, Matt Ryan. So he says one of Matt Ryan's strengths has always been his high football IQ, even going back to the pre-draft interviews. Do you feel that Kyle Shanahan's offense, which has obviously helped maximize the running game, is contributing to his struggles by taking some of the real-time decision-making and audibles away from him? You know, that's a great question. I appreciate um, him sending that in. Um, you know, from where I'm sitting right now, I mean, obviously I'm a fan just like everybody else. Um, I don't necessarily think so. I mean, it, there hasn't been a lot of situations where I feel like he doesn't have enough options. I know a lot of people um, – you know, for right or for wrong, they, they feel like we go to Julio almost too much. I think that's debatable. It's not, you know, it's very rare um, that he's forcing things in there. He's probably been more inaccurate to Julio downfield more than, um, you know, forcing things in there. Um, so I, I don't see that part of it right now. I think when the offense is clicking and it's leaning on the running game, that's what you really want. You don't want Matt throwing it 40 times a game because he's going to, you know, um, he's going to throw one or two up there that you that's going to go the other way. So I think the scheme and I think what we're trying to do is correct. Um, it just seems like it's been sloppy football, especially the last couple of weeks. And Ron has contributed to that, no question. Yeah, he, he's had, yeah, had some inconsistencies, but still is our franchise quarterback. You can't get another one out the blue. And he's been one of the most successful quarterbacks the past, what, seven, eight years he's been in the league, leading us to the playoffs his rookie year, which was – Definitely big after that one bad year that the franchise had in 07. Yeah. So. And, you know, the other thing is, too, and again, you don't want to get into trying to rationalize turnovers. But even if you go back to the Tennessee game where he threw that one uh, pick in the end zone to um, Tammy, it's fourth down. You don't – he's not going to eat the football. There wasn't really anywhere else to go with that football. So um, it's not always on the quarterback per se. Um, the ones that really kind of – get me going and make me want to throw my remote through my TV or those passes in the middle of the field where you just, you know, he's, he either overshoots somebody or you're not quite sure what he sees. Those are the ones, especially from a field position standpoint that seem to hurt us the most. Um, so again, you don't want to rationalize them, but you know, big picture to answer the question. I think the offense and the concept, you know, relative to what Ryan is as a quarterback is fine. So I don't really see an issue right there at this point. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks again, Andy, for that question. Once again, send all those questions to birdbrus at gmail.com. We'll definitely be answering more. Definitely give us some good content and something to to dwell on and see if we agree or disagree. We're not always going to agree, so and that's always good. And we're gonna go I, guar I guarantee you A.B. probably had a different <laughs> uh, shout-out to A.B., but uh, when he hears this, he's going to be like, yeah, buddy, I, I would have said something different, so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. AV, AV's not on today, but you all can check birdbrus.wordpress.com. He put his Saints suck, or a reason why the Saints suck on the website. So y'all can check that out for sure. Now we're going to go around the NFC South real quick. I know we got the game coming up in about 30 minutes here on Thursday Night Football, but let's go to Saints, 52-49 uh, over the Giants. Even though they won, you know, AV always has a reason why they suck, but I was a seven-touchdown performance by Drew Brees, 505 yards passing. I'm glad our defense wasn't on the losing end of that, but that was a high-scoring game. And then you also had the Panthers on Monday night football with the win in overtime over the Colts, who are definitely struggling, fired their offensive coordinator. Panthers, we know what they are, man. It's all Cam, a little bit of Greg Olson, and a solid defense. So 7-0 yeah. lead the division right now. 
So uh, let me ask you this. Um, I, you know, I'll turn the table and ask you a question. You know, real quick, sum up where you think each of the teams um, outside of the Falcons are, um, you know, from an NFC South perspective. Yeah, well, I mean, of course we know about the Falcons. The Saints, you know, they, they've had a good little run since they beat us. They're now sitting at four and four. And the division, I always compare division football, uh, you know, division matchups in the NFL, just like conference matchups in, in college basketball or even college football. You, college basketball, more than anything, you never know what's going to happen every game, you know. No matter if this team is undefeated, that other team is going to get up. So the Saints, I always looked out for them. I always, I thought they were going to be division champs this year. So they may not get there based on the record and how the Panthers are playing, but always look out for the Saints. The Bucks, hey, they beat us. I'm not worried about them in the in the overall scheme of the division. The Panthers, uh, definitely, we talk about them every week. Worried about their defense. I think uh, if we can neutralize Cam and the only two or three weapons they have when it comes down to playing them later in the season, we'll be okay. But at this point, honestly, it's the Panthers' division to lose, man. They're a lot better than us. I think they're a lot better than us. We can beat them in one game, but their body work and – what they do is a lot better than what we do right now, quite honestly. <laughs> you know, keeping it – I love the Falcons forever, but I'm a realist more than anything. No, yeah, I think, the, you know, unfortunately the last a couple of weeks have kind of proven that. So um, we can be fans and we can be realistic about it. You know, the interesting thing is we do play the Carolina so late. You know, how banged up is Cam coming into those last couple of games? Um, so, you know, you won't know that until something actually happens. But – um, that may be the one, you know, one of the advantages to see him that late in the year is, um, you know, how is his body holding up, um, you know, coming into those games. Yeah, yeah, that's always important. Just w- the way Cam plays, man, he's very well. He's probably injured right now. He's, well, hurt, but the guy can play through it. He's definitely a treat to watch, uh, the Atlanta kid up there in Charlotte right now. But, yeah, that's, that's how I feel about the division. We can switch topics real quick and kind of zoom through this behind enemy line segment where we really talk about this game coming up Sunday against San Francisco out in Santa Clara, man. Uh, 49ers just made the the change at quarterback, uh, putting Blaine Gabbard in and sending Colin Kaepernick, the 100-something million-dollar man or 65-million-dollar man, however however we break down this contract, sending him to the bench and some uh, uncertainty out there with the 49ers, man, what do you see for this game coming up? You know, we can't can't declare it a win. We've learned that already. But <laughs> what do you see from San Fran? I mean, just when you thought it was safe, you know, I kind of look back last week. You know, maybe we weren't thinking right about the situation last week. Um, Jameis was actually playing better than we thought, and then the Falcons come out and then perform. Um you know, Lovey Smith, we didn't talk about this, but he almost, you know, he basically let, let Atlanta back into the game. Lovey is going to love you, um, as people were saying on Sunday. So now we, we come to the 49ers. Common sense tells me you just benched your $100 million quarterback. You just traded Vernon Davis, Reggie Bush done, Carlos Hyde banked up, Bolden still a threat, Torrey Smith deep ball still a threat. They've still got some issues up in – down the offensive line, we should be good. But do you trust it? Because I don't trust it right now. We we said the same thing about the Titans. Titans right. aren't as good as the Niners, but 
Hey, we said the same thing. Offensive line bang. We said about the Saints offensive line banged up. Of course, the Titans had a backup quarterback plan. But I don't trust it until I, I see the Falcons really come out and dominate and show the and you know impose their will on them because it's gonna it's it could be ugly, man. It could be ugly if we don't come out the right way. But Blaine Gabbert, we've seen his ineptitude in his time in Jacksonville, and it's kind of amazing that he has a backup job. It's even it's even more amazing to me that they're actually going to start him. But Kaepernick has been that bad this year. Yeah, it, you know, you always want to factor in the West Coast, you know, going out there, the time change. We got lucky in that, um, you know, it's not going to be, you know, well, it wouldn't have been a 1 o'clock game anyway, so you always have to factor that in. Um, but, man, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, that it's so many – I thought I thought against I felt like this against the Titans because they had things going on. We talked same thing with Tampa Bay, and then um, you know you look at this and it's it's slowly becoming a dumpster fire out there. You know they pretty much quit on the season. Um, I don't know that um, Tom Sula Tom Sula is going to be the coach next year, um, but man, the Falcons just haven't given us any reason to be overly confident going into this thing at all. Yeah, uh, so we're. We're keeping it even kill myself and, and AD. I don't know how the rest of the Bird Bros feel, but I'm not really too encouraged until, until I see it. You know, they picked up Pierre Thomas. We don't know what he has at running back. You mentioned some of the other names. You got your Anquan Boldens and, and your Torrey Smith of the world. But with Gabbard at QB, who looks like a good quarterback. I mean, he has the measurables and all that good stuff, but just really hasn't shown it. So, yeah, I see. You know what? I, I I knew they picked up here, Thomas. That all just scared the hell out of all of us uh, <laughs> based on past history. So um, Definitely. Those days with the Saints, man. Coming out of that backfield, he was always a threat. Yeah. yeah. Catching the I, ball. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to say make or break or this is a game they had to have, you know, uh, type of thing. But, you know, it's going to be – this is a big um, – this is a, a big test. And it's a test every week, but they're clearly on the downside um if we're talking about the Falcons how do they respond you know um because now it's got to be in their head a little bit they said all the right things coming out of Tennessee and then you get the performance that you got um against San Francisco so somebody there has got to step up um and say hey this is not you know we got to get this thing right at you know or you know get the ship going in the right direction um so it's an interesting week um especially with them being you know you kind of had the juice of being at home last week, but that didn't really help. They were moving the ball last week. There's no question about that. They just couldn't hold on to the damn thing. Um, so it'll be interesting, especially also knowing that um, DQ has a history against the 49ers, you know, having played them so much um, as a um, divisional opponent out there with uh, Seattle. Yeah, yeah. And then definitely the chance to get the W and then go into the bye week on that high, you know, get a rest for the banged up guys and, just kind of come back and regroup. Right. And that's definitely a big thing. I'm sure that's a big prospect for the team going into this matchup, man. And then taking that week off is always probably a good thing just to rest the bodies and just get away for a couple of days just to get your mind right and get, get back to work the following week. So coming up into this game, give me a score prediction and, and maybe one player prediction that you have. Okay, so, Rome, you you know, Thursday – we don't talk regular score predictions. I like to talk a little Vegas line. So I'm gonna yeah, take yeah, that's that your side. thing. Go ahead, man. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, you, that's the that's the behind enemy lines host. I'm just really filling in on Thursday. I'm here. I'm available, so I'm I'm in. But 
I'm gonna give it to you. This is your 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 night, man. Go ahead. <laughs> and I only say that because I think I won people money last week. Oh, so okay. you know, I, I want to make this a regular thing. So uh, I got the Vegas lines in front of me, um, and general line number, you know, across the board is Falcons minus seven. So uh, for those who don't understand how this works, in order to win the bet, if you bet on the Falcons, they have to essentially win by. Um, if you take away seven points, they will still win. So they need to win by by eight. So you got a seven and a half there, and then the over-under is flowing somewhere between 44 and 44 and a half. So last week I told you definitely don't take the Falcons and the points. I was right there. And then I believe um, I took the under on the um, on the point total was right there, I believe. Uh, so this week I'm split. So I'm going to tell you not to take Falcons and seven and a half. I think this is a field goal win um, for the Falcons. Um, now the over under 44 and a half, I'm going to go, go with the over. So I think there's going to be some points scored, um, to get you between both teams, um, you know, in the high twenties on both sides, which will get you over 44. Um, so I'm split. So, um, hopefully I can win somebody some money out there. Um, if not, I have to reevaluate it next week. So that's my prediction. I think it is a Falcons win at the end of the day, okay. but I definitely think it's less than, um, than the seven point total or eight point total, um, you know, relative to the line. But I think you're going to see some points out there. I think both defenses um, obviously have some holes, um, you know, and I think that, um, you know, I think both offenses, even with Blaine Gabbert, I think they'll be able to get some points on the board. Um, but I suspect that Atlanta will put more up. All right, there you have it. So if if you put money on the Falcons and you win, holla at AD, give them some props. If you put money on the Falcons and they lose, holla at AD and, and bring them all your frustrations because, I'm not a part of that right there, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, hey, you know, looking at the, the numbers, man, the, the the 49ers come in like almost dead last. They're 30th in the league in total net yardage, so they've had trouble generating offense, and it's been a rough year, man. It's crazy to see how how that franchise is going down. Just you know, just two what two or three seasons ago, we were playing them in the NFC Championship, the year that Kaepernick kind of burst onto the scene. So it's kind of sad how how they really went down the drain after losing. Of course, I had a few guys retire and hardball leaving and just things like that can really change your franchise in just a few months, man. Yeah, it's crazy to think, you know, how much, like you said, how much has changed since that NFC championship game. It's crazy that, you know, we obviously tanked out and, you know, had to get a, a change in head coach. And, you know, I, I'm not totally, you know, um, off the bandwagon at all but you know we're trending up you know at the end of the day overall whereas they're basically now just hitting rock bottom and they've got to go through whatever that rebuilding looks like and um you know i would imagine 49 fans from what i see and read don't have a whole lot of confidence in the people making the decisions out there um you know as far as york and everything else so a lot of uncertainty out there in in san francisco in the bay but the falcons go out there sunday at 4.05, uh, if you're in the Atlanta area, that's on Fox. So I know me and AD are probably going to hit a bar or something, check the game out, eat some food, talk some trash, hopefully watch a W uh, from the Falcons. Before we uh, sign off, man, I do want to shout out a couple people who, who've given us, shown us some love or sent us some questions and everything. Once again, shout out to Andy who sent us the question uh, earlier that we talked about. Also, shout out to uh, Trey Davidson who hit us up on Facebook. We definitely want to have him on. Give us his take as a Falcons fan uh, in the near future. And also to uh, Justin C., J-City123 on uh, on Twitter. 
hit us up about, you know, we had some technical difficulties, admittedly, last episode, but we were, we're working on that and making sure we bring good sound quality and everything each episode. So thank you, everybody, for giving us that feedback and hitting us up. Once again, find us on, on Gmail. Hit us up on Gmail, birdbrus at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. We're also on SoundCloud. Search Bird Bros. Um, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook. We're everywhere, man. And we're always looking to hear feedback from fellow fans, hear debate, discussion, and everything. Shout out to AD for coming on tonight and talking it up. We're talking about the 49ers, talking about last week's game, and we'll be talking about a W on Tuesday. So, you got it right, yeah. So and and we got you know next week, um, Bob week, but you know a lot to talk about. So if people got topics, you know we'll, that's basically going to be a mid-season recap type show, right? Definitely. Um, so um, we'll we'll sit down and you know we'll probably run through the rest of the schedule for the year, and um, so a lot to cover. So that'll be a good show. Um, I'm pretty certain we'll have a full house on the line, you know, early next week. Yes, sir, and definitely a lot of content on birdbrothers.wordpress.com. So. Y'all definitely check all those out. Thank you all for listening and hold it down. Go Falcons. See ya. Make the situation worse and feel more HP and Sunnydale. There's a players club everywhere you dwell. Lakeview, PH, and Army Street. A different part of town, a different kind of freak. I just work on my toes on a mink rug.